Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Well, it's good to see everyone tonight. Well, it's good to be seen and uh, thanking Jesus for every day. Amen. I'm just uh, I'm having a difficult time reconciling that we're in the going into the fall season here. You know, it's like we blinked and summer was gone. So, um, but at any rate, um, it's good to see you all tonight. And, and uh, we're going to pray over some prayer requests, and I think we're just going to pray a general prayer over each of, each of these, and of course with our kids, uh, starting school, new academic year, and aren't you, I'm excited about hearing all these healing testimonies that are happening. Isn't that good? You know, the Bible says, according to your faith, be it unto you. And, you know, if we believe God for healing, then that's what we're going to see. You know, if we act according to the Word of God, and we do what God directs us to, He says, pray for the sick, lay hands on the sick, speak life over people. You know, it shouldn't surprise us that, it, that it's happening and it will continue to happen in Jesus' name. So, Father, tonight we just lift up each of these prayer requests to you. Father, for those that are traveling or for those, Father, that are looking for and need employment. Or for those, Father, that are in need of healing in their body. Father, we speak life over every one of these people in the name of Jesus. God, you're no respecter of person. What you've done for those that we read about in your word and what you've done for those of us that have been recipients of your healing uh, power and mercies, Father, thank you. You desire to do for all that would come to you. So, Father, we thank you tonight as we speak over these. Thank you, Lord, that we're going to continue to see an acceleration of the healing miracles, Father, that there'll be testimonies. Father, there'll be dinner bells to those that are lost in Jesus' name. And Father, thank you that you've given us your word that gives us clear directions on how to tap in to the miracle-working power of God. So, Father, thank you. Thank you for continuing to use us, and Father, for giving us uh, boldness and courage to speak the Word of God and just to live, live as it is real, as the New Testament is real. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our midst and you're confirming your Word in so many ways. And we give you the praise and all the glory and honor for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Does anyone have a testimony tonight? Billy? 
Yeah, come up here. Come up. <laughs> There's a mic up here. I don't see a mic. Probably not. Huh? We probably don't. You don't? No. Um, my mother is Charlotte Carell, and she's been living in a care share home for two years. She lived with me for 13 before we had to put her into a home. And in uh, late August, I got a. Is, that, is it working? In late August, I got a phone call saying that they needed to evaluate my mother to find out how she's doing. Well, they, they uh, came over to the home where she's living, and I was there, and they asked her a series of about 25 questions, which she couldn't answer, about two-thirds of them I had to answer. And the guy told me as he's walking out the door, he said, I'll see you next year, which means it was kind of a, they just do this because they have to do it. The next day I got a phone call, and they told me that my mother no longer qualified to be in the home because she was too healthy. She's 95. Okay. <laughs> So they said they were going to take away her funding, which means she would have to leave. And so I've been going back and forth with a bunch of different individuals and working with different people. Uh, Dan McLaughlin, is it McLaughlin, our mm -hmm. representative, we went to his office, and I didn't know that, but he is the man in charge of Pennsylvania for senior living, mm -hmm. which is a good thing. Well, anyway, we went to see him, and it's been going back and forth. And today I got a phone call from the county office saying that they've resolved the problem and my mother does now qualify to stay where she's at. So um, it, it was, it was, it was a, it, to be honest with you, it's, it's, it's I, don't, I don't even know what the word is. It, it's frightening to, to, to know that they're going to kick your 95-year-old mother out of the home she's living in. Because she's too healthy? Yes, yeah, because she's too healthy. <laughs> and here's the thing that got me was they said the, the qualifying factor and determining whether people are, are qualified to be in this program is if you have dementia, you don't qualify. Now, think about that. If you have dementia, you don't qualify. So that's where the state's at right now. But anyway, praise the Lord. Uh, everything worked out well, and my mother's going to be able to stay where she's at. We do have to go through another interview at the end of the month, but uh, the man informed me that it will go well. Amen. God answers prayer. Thank God for Jesus. Yeah, amen, brother. Hallelujah. That's wonderful. Anyone else? Well, no, I don't think so. I think you did a fine job. Amen. God. Well, you know, when Pastor Jason was sharing that on Sunday, I thought about the testimony that we had heard. Uh, I'm trying to think where we were. Oh, yes, we were in New York, and um, this fellow had uh, got up to testify that uh, uh, about what God had done in his life. He had had a very serious medical situation and he was in the hospital for that. And he had accumulated a quite a sizable bill. It was $300,000. And so 
he did not have the means uh, to pay that, that sum. And he was meeting with his doctor, and uh, a fellow came in the room, and this fellow had uh, said to the doctor, I have a check here that he wanted to give uh, to the hospital. And uh, he, uh, so he, he said, you know, uh, he's, he's, well, so the doctor said to him, is it, uh, you know, something specific? Or, and he said, well, yeah, I specifically would like it to go generally to the hospital. But the doctor said, well, you know, this man right here has an outstanding bill of $300,000. He said, well, I want you to keep that check for the hospital, and I'm going to write another check. <laughs> and he wrote a check for three. Well, the first check was for a million. <laughs> the first check was for a million. He wrote a check for $300,000 and paid the man's hospital bill off like that. So, you know, God can do anything. Don't limit God. So, I appreciate your prayers. I'm, I, I'm, my goal is to get our book printed this month. So, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on it. I uploaded it today. I got the cover done. And so... We're excited about it. We're going to tell what the Lord has done. We're going to live and not die and tell what the Lord has done. And that's the goal. So, all right. Well, I get to share again this evening. And uh, how many of you brought your Bibles with you tonight? I always feel like I ought to defer and let Brother Paul do this because he does it so so good. But... um, Hold it up tonight. You may have an electronic device or you may have your Bible, but say this with me. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. And I can do what it says I can do. Tonight, my mind is alert. My heart is open. And I'm ready to receive the incorruptible, unchanging, powerful, Word of God. Having heard God's Word, I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank God for His Word. Well, last week when I shared, I shared on the subject of God's mercy. God's mercy. He placed that subject on my heart. And uh, aren't you glad that He is a merciful God? And uh, tonight, uh, I want to talk about tapping into God's power. And uh, if you, uh, I think we have the scripture to put up on the overhead. I'm going to look in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, where Peter, uh, before he talks about tapping in, to God's power. Aren't you glad that we can tap into God's power? You know, I mean, if it's whatever the need is, uh, and, you know, thank God for these testimonies, you know, you can face impossible situations. What are we going to do about this? Or, uh, you know, how am I going to deal with this situation? Or whatever it is. But Peter tells us in 1 Peter chapter 1, Verse 3, he said, Blessed be the God and Father 
of our Lord Jesus Christ, which, according to his abundant mercy, according to his abundant mercy. Now, in a a moment, he's going to be talking about the power of God working in our life. But, you know, he begins by talking about, you know, God being merciful. You know, we don't have to, you know, rest God's arm. We don't have to twist his arm uh, to be, you know, beneficent, to be gracious. That's his nature. That's his nature. You know, it's, it's amazing how, quote-unquote, theologians can get things so messed up, you know, by just not reading God's covenant, by filling it in, filling in with whatever their suppositions are. Because the Bible reveals God as being merciful. And Peter here tells us that according to his abundant mercy, he hath begotten us again unto a living hope or a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Verse 4, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fades not away, reserved in heaven for you. Now, I don't believe that reserved inheritance mean it's just when we leave this earth and go to heaven. I believe it means that it's available for us. You know, Jesus prayed. Pastor Jason's been talking about your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, so I believe that, um, that God's goodness and his graciousness and, and all of his, his merciful benefits are available to us in this life. But I, I want you to note with me in verse number 5, where he says, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. And that's kind of what I, what I honed in on uh, this week as I was in my own personal study time. Uh, God just really brought this to my attention, that we are kept by the power of God through faith. And the word kept here, it means to be protected, or it means to be kept in uh, as, as, as with a garrison. So he tells us here that, that we are we're protected, we're hemmed in, we're preserved by God's power, by God's power. And that word power is the word dunamis, and it means miraculous working power. It's miracle working power. It's above and beyond, you know, human power or human ingenuity. It's, it's supernatural power. So he's telling us in this passage of Scripture that, God's, uh, that God garrisons us, God preserves us, God protects us, God moves on our half according to his miracle-working power. But the key here, he says, we're kept by this power through faith. Faith is the key. Amen? You know, uh, God is merciful. There's no question at all about that. He desires, 
He desires to be gracious and, and, and to show his goodness in our life. But we've got to exercise, we've got to turn the, fa- the key of faith. Someone says, you know, keep the switch of faith turned on. We've got to turn on the switch of faith. Amen? It's not just, well, oh God, you know, I know you are merciful. Why don't you do such and such? You know, I mean, I've talked with people like that. And, you know, your heart wants to go out uh, because people think, well, you know, you are merciful, God. Your word says you're merciful, but why don't you do whatever? And, I, and you try to help them get their thinking right. You've got you to gotta turn the switch of faith. Amen? You've got to believe before you, you see and receive. And so he tells us here that we are kept by the power, but it is through faith. Praise God. So it's not an issue of, you know, God withholding, not desiring and not being able. You know, he, he tells us time and time again that he, that he wants to help us. Praise God. But it is through faith. And I love the word, the the, uh, the word that is used here, the power of God, it's dunamis. It's the word we get dynamite from. It's the word we get dynamite from. It, it means explosive power. Amen? It means explosive power. And so faith is the key that turns on or releases uh, that miracle working power of God. And... Uh, and, and we see an example of it in verse 6. I know I don't have it here. He says, Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. So he's telling these people, he's saying, you know, you're, you, you get it because, you know, there's stuff that's happening, but yet, man, you're just rejoicing in the midst of it. You know, I, we don't set our thermometer by what's happening around us. Amen? We don't set our thermometer, you know. I wonder, I wonder what, uh, what today is going to be like, you know. I, who knows, you know. No, we wake up and say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice. And I'll be glad. Praise God. It's working. It's working in... in in my life, it's working in my family, it's working in my church, in the name of Jesus. And so, so he tells us how, it, it's very simple, he tells us here that, you're, that you are kept by the power, by the power through faith, through faith. You know, I might tell you, you know, you can stay at my house tonight, but if I don't give you a key, you can't get in. You're sleeping out on the porch, all right? But if I give you my key, if I give you the key, you know, you've got access. No, I'm not giving my key out tonight. I just want to clarify that. But, but, but there's something, you know, God is merciful and he's gracious. But even as you look at the life and ministry of Jesus, he did require the people that would come to him would exercise a measure of faith. He said to the man, you know, pick up your pallet and walk. The man had to do something. He had to pick up 
he had to pick up his pallet. You know, you can say, well, I can't walk, Jesus. Can't you see him? No. He had to do something. God, faith is simply doing, you know, what we can't do. It's doing what God says. Uh, look with me in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 2. Um, I, I love this this verse. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down on the right hand of the throne of God. But what I want to focus in on here is where he says, looking unto Jesus, he is uh, the author and he is the finisher. And the word author means originator. It means originator. You know, uh, our, the focus of our faith is Jesus. Jesus is the Word. He's looking unto Jesus, looking unto the Word. And he says that Jesus is not only the, the author of our faith, but he's, he's the developer of our faith. I liked what Liz was sharing on Sunday morning. She was talking about, you know, the four Gospels. You know, why are there four Gospels? And she said, well, it's because it hones in on the life of Jesus, and you get to see the life of Jesus. And when you, you know, looking unto Jesus, when you look at him, when you look at how he conducted himself, how he behaved, toward people, the people had needs, how he released uh, power in his life. He is, uh, the, the Bible says that he is the author, but he's also the perfecter or the finisher of our faith. So he, uh, how many of you uh, have grown in your faith from when you first came to faith? Amen. Amen. I mean, I mean, we all have. I remember the first time uh, I got a hold of one of Brother Hagen's books. I was living up in, in northern Maine, and I went in the far corner someplace of this little old bookstore, and I found this little book. And, I, and the first time I read it, it was like, holy mackerel. I mean, it was my first introduction to understanding uh, you know, what faith is. You know, how, how to connect with God. He that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And, uh, but, I, but I just remember, man, I, it just took some time for my head to catch up with what was really exciting my heart. Could, could this be? Is it possible, you know? Um, I remember, uh, I remember, uh, and I'm, I just wrote this story. It's, it's going to be in the, in the book. My father-in-law, who, I, you know, he was trying to reach me. I was a heathen at the time. And uh, he had given me a book to read called The Late Great Planet Earth. Any of you remember that book? Hal Lindsey, the late great planet Earth. 
And, and I remember reading that book because where I was at that point, I didn't even know if there was a God. I mean, I didn't even know if God existed. I, had, I mean, I was so clueless, you know. But I remember reading that book and it talked about, um, you know, life beyond this earth. And I remember thinking, is it possible that there's life beyond this earth? You know, and, and, and that there's another eternal life to come. And I remember my head trying to catch up with my heart being excited about the reality of it. Because at that point, I thought, you know, if you're dead, you're dead like a dog. That's it, you know. You know, the world needs the gospel. Everybody needs the gospel. Amen. Faith comes and hope comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. And, uh, uh, but Jesus, you know, he's the author, but he, he is also the developer of our faith. Our faith, you know, it needs to continually be developed. It needs to continually be developed. L- look with me, if you would, in Luke chapter 5. Oh, wow, I must really be anointed because I just flipped my Bible to Luke chapter 5. It's right there. Luke chapter 5, and I, and I have my Bible tab Bible here too, and I didn't even need it. I just turned right to it. Glory be to God. <laughs> Luke chapter 5 and uh, verse number 17. <clears throat> Luke chapter 5 and verse number 17. I'm going to read, I'm actually going to read uh, through verse 26. And it came to pass on a certain day, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, and I love this, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Now, um, Isn't that something? The power of the Lord was present, but I don't think those guys got any of it. (laughs) I don't think those guys got any of it. Verse number 18, And behold, men brought in a bed a man which was taken with a palsy, and they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before Jesus. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and led him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus. Isn't that something? Now, these houses aren't like our houses. You know, they didn't have asphalt shingles or now everybody's got these metal roofs on them. You know, these were just uh, you know, they had uh, uh, branches or stuff that could easily be removed. But these guys were pretty determined to get their friend to Jesus. They couldn't get to him because there were so many people crowding around Jesus, but they weren't going to be deterred. You know, faith always finds a way. Faith finds a way. Faith is persistent. Faith will find a way. And these guys, they, you know, isn't that, 
contrast these guys who are willing to go up, tear the roof. They say, man, we're getting, we're getting to Jesus. Nothing's going to deter, deter us. We're getting to him. And these other guys, doctors of the law and the, and, law and the Pharisees, they're just sitting there. They go, you know, ain't nothing going to happen here, you know. And, uh, and but look what verse 20 says. And when he saw their faith, when he saw their faith, he said unto him, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. And uh, that's really interesting because, you know, they brought this guy to receive healing in his body. That's why they were there. But, you know, Jesus uh, says your sins are forgiven. And I think the reason that he did that was because he's trying to author some faith in the lives of those other guys, guys that didn't believe. You know, if Jesus would have just healed them, I mean, he had done a lot of healing miracles. They weren't being, being very persuaded because of, of that. But Jesus says to this man, he says, your sins are forgiven you. Verse 21, and the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this which speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answering said unto them, Why reason ye in your hearts? Whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Rise up and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man hath power or authority upon earth to forgive sins. He said to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, take up thy couch, and go into thy house. And immediately he rose up before them, took up that whereon he lay, and departed to his own house. And they were all amazed, glorifying God, filled with fear, saying, We've seen strange things today. Well, they sure did. But Jesus was, is not only the author, but he is, he's the developer. He was trying to develop in their life the understanding that Jesus is not just a healer, but he is the forgiver. Now, you know, for, for some people, it's just the opposite. You find out, you know what, man, he, he forgave my sins, but he'll heal my diseases too. Aren't you glad for Psalm 103? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all thine iniquity and who heals all thy diseases. So, Jesus is, is the object, he is the author, and he is the perfecter, or he's the developer of our faith. Um. Just go with me one more scripture here to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. And verse number 23. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 23. But before faith came, before faith came, we were kept under the law, 
shut up unto the faith which should afterward be revealed. So, before Jesus came, and you know, Jesus lives his life out, he lives his ministry out, he demonstrates the heart of the Father God. He goes about, Acts 10.38, doing good, healing people, demonstrating to us the heart of Father God. But you know, it wasn't, uh, in a general sense, readily available to everyone until Jesus came. Now, there were some people that, uh, that did receive, and uh, there's one woman. You remember the Syrophoenician woman? That, uh, and, and we'll look at that. I think we need to look at that. But, you know, until Jesus came, Israel had a covenant with God. They had a covenant with God, although they didn't take advantage of it. They didn't, you know, they, they were, uh, you know, they, they just, they didn't, they, you know, they didn't, they didn't take advantage. They didn't know their covenant with God. And they suffered because of it. And, uh, and, the, and, and the scripture here tells us before faith came, or before Jesus came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith that should afterward be revealed. And so Israel had access to the covenants of promise. Israel had access to all of all of God's promises. But the, the Gentiles, uh, as a general rule, did not. Uh, this will be the last scripture. Go with me to Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15. And uh, I love this passage. It, uh, this woman really, really delighted the heart of Jesus. Matthew chapter 15 and verse number 24. Matthew 15. And... Uh, I'm going, to, I'm going to start reading in verse number 22. And behold, a woman of Canaan. This was a non-Jewish woman. This was, this was not a woman of, uh, you know, uh, Israel uh, and, and the promises and the heritage that was theirs. She's a woman of Canaan. She came out the same, of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me. O Lord, thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. She needed God's power to bring deliverance to this daughter. But he, Jesus, verse 23, answered her not a word. He didn't say anything. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she cries after us. Great, great uh, assistance to Jesus. Get rid of this woman. She's just a nuisance. Here's a woman. She's got a demonized daughter. And, but, but, you know, Jesus doesn't rebuke his disciples. Because, because this woman, you know, we're talking about before faith came. This was before faith uh, was available to, uh, to the Gentiles. And verse 23, but he answered her not a word. And, uh, and, his, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she cries after us. Verse 24. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she, the woman, 
Syrophoenician woman, non-Jewish woman, she, and worshipped him. Isn't that something? Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs. So Jesus called this woman a dog. <laughs> he, called, he called her a dog because she was a stranger to this covenant. But, but look how this thing plays out. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. <laughs> now this, you talk, you know, faith is undeterred. Faith, you know, these guys are willing to tear up a roof. Here's a woman, and Jesus just calls her a dog. But she goes, but you know, but even little dogs eat the scraps. What she's saying is, you know, if they don't want it, if, you know, if they don't want to receive what you're here to do, I'll take it. I'll take it. Even little dogs get to eat eat the scraps. And... uh, and she said, truth, the truth, Lord, verse 27, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Verse 28, then Jesus answered and said to her, O daughter, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou hast believed. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Isn't that something? I think Jesus was so blessed by this woman. I mean, I, I think he just... I mean, he must have had a smile on his face like, oh, my word, this woman will not be denied. We are kept by the power of God through faith. We're kept by the power of God through faith. Praise God. Aren't you glad tonight? The Bible says that we're no longer strangers. We have access to God Amen. We have access to God. So let's just stand tonight and let's just lift our hands. Let's do like this woman did. She just worshiped. Can we just stand for a few minutes and just lift our hands? And I don't know what need you may have in your life, what situation, or we can do this uh, in intercession for our church family those that are, are facing these. But let's, let's do as this woman did. Lord, we worship you tonight. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you are so good and so faithful. And Lord, tonight where we stand in this new relationship with you, Lord, we are co-equal. We're heirs and joint heirs together. There's no longer Jew or Greek or bond or free or male or free or female. But Lord, the key, the key, the key to God's power has been given to us. It's in our hand. And it's the key of faith. And so, Lord, we thank you tonight. Thank you, Lord, that as we worship you tonight, and as we praise you tonight, Lord, you delight to show yourself strong in our lives. Lord, you delight to 
answer our prayers. God, in the name of Jesus, you delight to do miracles in our midst. And Lord, we just worship you. And we are so grateful, Lord, tonight. The power of the Lord is always present. It's always available. We can always step into it. We can always access the power of God that keeps us. We're kept by that power. And so, Lord, thank you tonight. Thank you that we're strong in our minds and and we're strong in our bodies. Thank you, Lord, tonight. Our spirit man is strong in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Your word says above all things that you wish that we would prosper and be in health as our soul prospers. And so, Lord, thank you that you develop You develop our faith in every area of our life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for developing us, strengthening us. In the name of Jesus. Showing yourself strong in us and through us, Lord. In the name of Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We give you glory and we give you honor. We bless your wonderful name. We magnify you, Lord. You're so good. You're so faithful. You're so good to us, Lord. And we worship you. And we praise you. Blessed be your wonderful name. Thank you, Lord, for more testimonies. Oh, Lord, thank you. That you'll be glorified and magnified. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Even more, Lord. Because that's your heart, Lord. That's your heart. And so, Lord, may we be carriers of the grace and the power in the name of Jesus, walking in your footsteps, Lord. We give you praise. Wonderful, wonderful, precious Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Well, God is good. Amen. Thank God for Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, what do we do? We could pitch three tents here. <laughs> Turn around and tell your neighbor, God is good. Power of God is working in your life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. 
If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly faith communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.